Welcome to the Millionaire Mindcast, where we broadcast weekly interviews with millionaire minds from across the globe to empower you on your journey of unlocking a rich and fulfilling life. It's time to unleash your millionaire within. Now, here's your host, Matty A. What's going on, guys? Welcome into today's show. Got a great guest for you and Mr. Sean Castrina. He is not only a serial entrepreneur, but uh, become really well-known for his big event, The Weekend MBA. He is also the podcast host of The 10-Minute Entrepreneur, which has become one of the most downloaded podcasts in the entrepreneurship category all around the world for really having precise, actionable, bite-sized, as you can guess it, 10-minute episodes that really impact and serve entrepreneurs. He has started more than 20 companies over the last 20 years, uh, has a very sizable real estate investment portfolio, very successful businesses and partnerships. And he's one of these people um, outside of his books and all the content that he shares that is consistently just pumping out value. And so I'm excited for you guys to get a little taste of Sean today. We covered a lot of great stuff. Um, you know, he normally only does 10-minute <laughs> episodes. So getting him into, you know, the sweet spot of a 30-minute episode um, I knew it was going to be fun because we were going to get a little more out of him than normally he shares. And it was cool to see how I could tell immediately he is a peak performer for a reason. He does not waste any amount of time. He really values time. He manages his time very intentionally. And he really lives life in terms of business in these abbreviated sports. Together, um, he gave a little insight on what that looks like for him. He talked about how he structures his partnerships, how he finds those win-wins and succeeds through other individuals, which has allowed him to be invested in many different companies, how he ultimately, you know, goes about attracting those types of partnerships and serving those partners at a high level. Entrepreneurship is tough. And when you're one of those individuals that is constantly feeling like you have to be doing all the heavy lifting, when you can find a way to crack the code and succeed through others, it gets really fun, really exciting. And so we got to peel back the layers of the onion in terms of Sean's outlook when it comes to partnerships. We also talked about the importance of a good incentive structure. We talked about building loyalty with your team, his E3 strategy. We talked about the difference between confidence and cockiness, knowing your numbers, the watermelon versus the grape. Some really cool stuff in here that I think you guys are going to enjoy in Sean's episode. So without any further ado, I don't want to waste any more time. If you want any of the links, any of the show notes, all of that can be at millionairemindcast.com on Sean's episode so that way you can further connect with him regarding anything that he mentioned in today's interview. But let's dig in. Without further ado, Mr. Sean Castrina, right after this quick message from today's show sponsor. Let's take a quick break and hear from today's show sponsor. Are you struggling to close deals? Cold outreach can be a slow and brutal process. And in many scenarios, it's just wasting the time of both the buyer 
and the seller, especially when business owners who are trying to find qualified buyers are using inaccurate and outdated data. But it doesn't have to be this way. With LinkedIn Sales Navigator, your organization can overcome these challenges by leveraging this amazing technology and platform that translates comprehensive, high-quality buyer data into real-time insights and sales. These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to adopt the habits of top performers, which leads to much better outcomes like build and bigger pipeline with real customers, leading to higher win rates and conversions, and of course, larger deals and paydays all around. We call this deep sales, and LinkedIn has built the first deep sales platform with the next generation of LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Right now, our Millionaire Mindcast family has an amazing opportunity to try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com forward slash mindcast. That's linkedin.com forward slash mindcast for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com forward slash mindcast and get started. Welcome to the show, my man, Sean Castrina. How are we doing, man? I'm doing well. Doing well. Excited about being on the podcast. Absolutely. It's going to be a little bit longer than your 10-minute entrepreneur normal podcast episodes, but that means we're just going to get three times as much value as you get and give on your show. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Three times the likelihood of me screwing up, but no, I like that. (laughs) So what what led you to starting the... the I'm always curious, you know, other podcasters and what really leads them, especially when you got a successful business, building wealth, doing all the things that you're doing. What led you to starting the 10-Minute Entrepreneur Show? Well, I I have a lot of partners in my businesses and I would um, always send them like quick little tidbits of advice, but very, very, very quick. Like I'm like, I do all my meetings are standing and you know, anything it's probably under 15 minutes. My clients joke, like Sean, you can do a $200,000 deal with Sean, but you're still not spending more than 15 minutes with him. So I was having lunch with one of my new business partners and he's like, I was talking about a podcast and he's like, well, you should, you know, you should just, you could do it in 10 minutes. (laughs) He goes like, you could do it in 10 minutes. He goes, cause that's just the way that you, you're really abbreviated on, on pretty much everything that you, the way that you do it. He goes, you could. That, that's what it should be. It should be a 10 minute podcast. And then the rest is, is history. And then I thought if I did a teaching lesson, my business partners could listen to it. And so I'd have a double effect. A, they could value because I'm just, you know, putting our team content out to the world and then they could learn from it too, because they would know who I'm talking about, even if I don't mention names. Uh-huh. You know, exactly. They're like, yeah, oh, shit, that was for yeah, me. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. And they know that. And sometimes it's a great way for me to shoot a gun, you know, what is a shot out over the bow without specifying, but they're like, well, he's pissed off at somebody. Yep. I love that. You know, and you 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 talked about this abbreviation, which I think is so important for business owners and entrepreneurs today, right? We oftentimes mistake movement for achievement. Every time you ask somebody, how are they doing? Usually the default response is, I'm so busy, right? So t- talk about your psychology and your rhythm and framework around how you execute on this abbreviated, you know, kind of speed of your day. I think the key thing is, is that you need to know what moves the needle in your life. If I, w- if I could give any advice to people under the age of 30, busy doesn't mean it makes you money. Busy doesn't mean you even accomplished anything of great value. I think the most important thing is to know what moves the needle and, and, and you need to be the only person that can move that needle. 
There's a lot of things I could do, but it doesn't mean I should be doing. Just because I could do it doesn't mean I should be doing. I always say that's the law of should and could. I could do a lot, but should I be doing it? So I think the most important thing is as a business owner is understanding your lane where you bring the most value to the company. And I, I know where my lane is and my partners all know where, where what I can do better than they can do. And I know what they can do better than I can do. So I'm very, I know I'm like a laser in that what I do. And so even with them, none of my business partners have any set time frame. Of, I've never asked them how many hours they work. I, I've never, and this is over a decade I'm just thinking like I haven't in my new group, you know, I have about six business partners. I don't ask them. I'm like, this is what you need to accomplish. And this is what you need to accomplish to make the kind of money that you would like to make and to bring the value that I brought you in here for. How you get it done. And I've told them that. I don't care if you do it from a hot air balloon. But if I've got to go behind you, if I got to remind you, then we have a problem. And then I'm going to be all over you. And then I'm going to micromanage you. I'm going to make you very uncomfortable. So, you know, it's, if you can get everything done and, this, and, and I'm not having customers, clients come behind me and go, well, Tony didn't do this or John didn't do this or Charles, didn't, whatever the case may be. If I don't get those type of things, we're fine. Occasionally I get them. And then I send that text out there where, hey, I just got a, you know, I just got a, a call from so-and-so. And they're asking me questions that I don't have answers to. And they're asking me questions because you didn't give answers. Mm-hmm. And you and I are going to have a meeting with the client. And I always tell my, my partners, you don't want that meeting because I'm going to side with them. I go, you think I'm going to side with you and I'm going to throw you shade. I go, no, I'm going to let you get thrown to the wolves. And then at the very end, I'm going to pull you out. But you are absolutely going to get bitch slapped all around. And I'm not <laughs> helping you. Because if we're having this meeting, there's something I don't know about. And when they bring it up, I can't protect you. Mm. I said, they didn't call me because they're happy. So this meeting, you should be concerned about it. I go, now, if you can head it off before we have it, I'll be like, you know, I've scheduled a meeting with, you know, Bill and Susan Johnson on, you know, on Monday. Evidently, there's an issue regarding, you know, what, you know, the client, you know, whatever the case may be. And I go, my experience is they don't ask for these meetings if things are good. Mm. So as I see it, you got about four days to, to maybe connect with them and solve it. And if they send me an email saying everything's good, then that meeting's canceled. If not, my experience is when we go into conference room, it's not going to go the way you'd like. So you talked about partnerships. I've heard that. Yeah come out of your mouth a lot, right? Succeeding through other people. How, how do you identify who you want to be in business with? How should people discern who they get? I I love it. I mean, that is my superpower partnering in business. I've been doing literally since I got out of college, I I still own a rack of real estate with a a high school friend of mine. Um, I pair every business with a partner. Like I won't even start a business unless I have a partner. I mean, if you look at the most successful entrepreneurs in the world, I mean, why does Warren Buffett have Charlie Munger? Why does, you know, why did Bill Gates, you know, have, you know, have, which we call Paul Allen, you know, you can go all the way down, Elon Musk. Okay. The smartest guys in the world have partners. Okay. Why is that? Because there's always, because two people can create momentum. It's hard for one person to create momentum. 
So, you know, and, you know, it's easier to play a zone defense with two. It's hard to cover two receivers if it's just you. With that being said, so that, I just want to define this. So that's why I love partnerships. Now, how do you find them? I'm always looking for talent. And it has nothing to do with the business per se. I'm, I'm looking at talent on a golf course. If somebody comes to give me an estimate to put gutter guards on my house, I'm like, did they communicate well? Did I like their appearance? You know what I mean? They carried themselves really well, clean cut. I would buy from them. So I'm just looking I'm, and I'll literally, I'll, I'll say to my wife, I'll, I'll take their business card and I go, cause she'll say, well, he seemed really sharp. And I go, and, and she goes, and I know, yeah. And I know what you're thinking already. And I go, yeah, six months from now, I may reach out and say, Hey, I'd love to take you to lunch. Got an idea. I'd love to run it by you. I think it's something that could, you know, I always say when I meet with the guys, whatever you're making, I can make you 50% more this year. And so, and typically if they come to my house, they generally get a pretty idea. I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay for a living. And, and so I'm always looking. Yep. I'm always looking. And I have, I, this is what I look for. I look for people that speak really well. If you can't communicate. It's really hard to be successful as an entrepreneur. Yep. If you can't sell, selling and communicate typically go w- well together. Number three is you have great follow through. Just, you're just organized. We've all met the person always look like they're chasing their rear end. Um, so, so that's typically, you know, and then they have the value structure that I have, you know, where I'm not going to lie to a client and I'm not going to upsell something that somebody doesn't need. So they, they have the value system that I have, you know, I don't want, we're not going to rot. We're not going to play games to make money. We, we, money will take care of itself. So I always, I have a joke, you know, it's unfortunately, it's not a joke. Some people are too broke to be a value to you. Mm. And that's as an employee too. I've interviewed employees that were too broke to hire. I've interviewed partners that were too broke because I just know every week, I mean, if we ever have a downturn in this business, I'm going to absorb it all. Like they can't afford to take a hit. So we're, you know, we could go through a downturn and they're still going to expect to get the same monthly draw that they were getting. And that may not be the case. And I've had that happen. I've had partners for, eight years one time. And then the 2008 market crash, the next day he came in and said, Hey, I'm going to have to head out of here. I would have bet you my life. He'd have been with me until we were 90. But some people don't manage their money well yeah. and they can't, they can't absorb or they, or you're always going to be funding everything. Like you're, you're always like at some point you may expand the company. It, it may require both of you to pony up a little bit for some more cash flow, or maybe you just like, I, what I do is I, t- I don't ever need their money, but it, sometimes I'll make them put their credit on the line. Mm. Like, okay, listen, um, we need to buy, yeah, we need to buy something. We need, we need to get some machinery, whatever the case may be. I don't need their help for credit, but I do it just to get them some more antennas, you know, t- some tentacles tied to them. So if a guy's totally broke and has bad credit, well, it tells you a little bit, you know, and, and anybody can go through a downturn. And I've worked with people that went through a downturn and I knew it going in. And in that rare instance, their upside was so good that I kind of looked at the entire scenery and I go, that was just a bad situation. And I'm willing to work my way through it. But that's a rare, I, you know, I say, I don't, I don't base, I don't have business philosophies or principles in business based on an outlier experience. My general rule of thumb, 99% of the time is some people are just in, in such, you know, financially in a situation where you can't, they're of no value to you. 
how do you structure, you know, those kind of win-wins, right? And kind of incentivize, yeah. pace them for growth, right? Get that buy-in. I know you, you mentioned a yeah, couple. Yeah, there, there's a series. The, the way I typically do it is, is that number one is I want to know what they're making now. I mean, obviously you got to find a point A. So the most important thing is have a point A. Then you, you need to find out what, I always say, you know, where do you see your life five years from now? And is your current job capable of providing that? That's the biggest thing you need to find out is, are they on a road that leads to the destination they want? Right. And that's the biggest thing. You get, you get the buy-in because you create the, the hero's journey for them. Like, I can take you to where you haven't been able to go or where you want to go. You know, if they're under 30, 35, I can take you where you want to go because I've been there. They're a little bit older. I can fix kind of the mistakes you've made and I can accelerate where you should have been. Whatever way, you know, because I've done both. Um, so the biggest thing is find out where they want to be because that, that you know, if they don't want to go in the direction you want to go, example, you interview a guy to be a partner and you're like, well, where do you see yourself five years now? Man, I'll just, I mean, if I could just pay my bills and, you know, me and Susie could take just a nice vacation. No, I don't want that. You're not, you're not the person. You're not the person because our business is going to grow in the same trajectory as your wants. Your wants are way too little. I got a private jet in my bathroom photo when I I, I launched a company and I, there's a beautiful, massive picture right in front of the toilet. So every time my business partner sits down, he knows exactly why I'm doing that business. I also I told him, I don't need any more money. But for me to have that, <laughs> I said, I'm earmarking all my profit from this company for one single purchase, that. And he just laughs, you know. But, but the point is, we, we got to find out what they want. Yeah. What is it that they want? And could this business venture provide it? And then you got to structure it in such a way that, okay. And I don't offer them crazy money. Typically, I match what they're making. And then I go, listen, but we can get you that massive rate. You know, we're mo- if you're an employee, you're getting like a three, three percent raise. It's so it's an insult. And I'm like, okay, but this is where we could be three months from now, or this is where we can be a year from now. Like I, you know, I own Gig Strategic. That way I can make people know that it's for real. GIG Strategic. You can Google it. James Burton is my partner. When I brought him as a partner. This is a great story to explain partnerships. And my next book is about partnerships. It's called One Plus One Equals Done. So, so it kind of works well, but it'll explain the entire process of how I think. So the radio station, I do a lot of advertising. I do Super Bowl ads and stuff like that. And so I, I, I use every medium. They wanted to meet with me to sell me digital marketing. This was probably four years ago. And so they sent in their hit squad. We're going to meet my conference room. They bring in all their, you know, the vice president, whatever the case may be, because they, they, they could get a really good account. The quietest person in that meeting was James Burton, who's the guy that if you look up Geek Strategic, um, he'll, his face will come up, his video. He was the smartest guy in the meeting, but had the least impressive title. But when, they're all pitching me, and I kept going to him going, okay, and he'd answer the question just a really simple way. So at the end of the meeting, everybody gave me their business cards and I asked for his. Okay. And then I, um, and then, you know, the next day I called him and I said, Hey James, I, I, I'm, I'm going to sign on with y'all if you handle my account. And I go, I want you once a month 
to come to my conference room like you just did. And I want you in 15 minutes to explain what I spent money on. Is it working or is it not working? If it is, what's doing it? What's not? Show me how you'll pivot. What I said, but I want it in 15 minutes. And I, and I said, and by the way, you'll either come work for me or you and I are going to start a company. And he jokes about that. Like years later, he jokes, he goes, you know, I didn't know if you're just most, I, I mean, is he just an arrogant SOB? And he goes, <laughs> and he goes, but I, I but I kind of believed it. Like the way you said it was just like, so matter of fact. So that was in November. I'm really good with memory stuff like that. And then June of that year, he'd done a really good job. Didn't, you know, I could see the upswing in, in digital. And, and so it was really good because I have spreadsheets on everything. And we always know how people find us. And I said to him, I said, James, has, has you and your family ever been to Disney World? And he's like, no, but we, you know, we're looking forward to it. We'd like to go sometime because he had younger kids. And I said, well, great. I said, I- I'm going to pay for you to go to Disney World. Well, well, why would you do that? I said, well, you've done a great job with my digital marketing. I said, but not only that, I'm making the down payment on what I told you when I first talked to you, that you're either going to be an employee or you and I are going to be in business together. And I said, this is my down payment. So I paid for his family to go to Disney World. And so for like another year, he worked on my account, did a really good job. And then I said to him, maybe it was around August. And I said, you know, you, you need to get a pay raise from your company or you need to go do your own thing. I'm like, how much do they, do they pay you? He kind of told me what it is. And I go, when's the last time they gave you a raise? Blah, kind of got the parameter. I said, you are their whole digital marketing company. He had worked with Fortune 100 companies. I mean, he was a stud. And I said, you need to get a raise. And I said, because his wife was a stay-at-home mom, I'm like, you know, maybe entrepreneurship, maybe it's not for you. So let me just tell you how to leverage for a really good raise. Well, he tried that and they wouldn't give it to him. And, and I said, well, tell them that you might go out on your own. They didn't have a no-compete agreement. I couldn't believe it. How dumb is that? And, and his boss said, you know, entrepreneurship's not for everybody, James. And I said, James, I'll guarantee your pay, whatever you're making. I remember he was making 72000 or 6000 a month. I said, I'll guarantee your pay so that you can't lose money. And uh, let's go start this thing because it, it doesn't seem like they're going to give you that raise. And he was really hesitant. I remember he telling me, his wife, real meek lady, she goes, James, why don't you grow a set of balls? And um, we started that company January 1st. I only had to bankroll his pay one month. And now it's a seven-figure company in under three years. And he had now it's funny because he was driving like a 2004, like Ford 2000, you know, it looked like, you know, it's just an ugly car. Now he drives a beautiful BMW, he dri- just bought a brand new house um, and wife still doesn't work, but he makes exceptional money. That's what gives me the jazz. Love it. So that's where I, where I get involved and I meet a person that I believe is talented. I never went into that year thinking I own a digital marketing company. I didn't know any, I didn't know anything about digital marketing, but then when I I knew I had a need, I, you know, I didn't understand it. So I'm thinking all my friends who own businesses probably don't understand it as much as I do. So as soon as we got going, I just introduced them to like my poker buddies and my golf buddies. And I go, just do what you did for me. And so within the first 30 days, I got his salary covered, just introducing him to people I knew. And then the rest is, you know, now the rest is history. 
That's amazing. I love that your Raz is always turned on to the things that are really important for you. And I always feel like, you know, awareness is such a, a quality superpower that most successful people have. What are some of the rhythms and, you know, disciplines and habits that you do to keep your awareness up around what you feel are the most important drivers in your world that you're trying to solve for? I never go into anything. Oh, number one is I know the number one thing that, that, moves me in the sense I love equipping, encouraging, and educating entrepreneurs, period. So if you ask me in one sentence, kind of what do I do? That's it. And I do that through building successful companies that gives me credibility. It gives me content and blah, blah, blah. Allows me to write books because I have material. So that's kind of my overriding, hey, that's great. With that being said, I, I feel like, you know, you know, you know, let me word it in a way that, that, that makes, so I, I have my, you know, my overriding thing. And then I have three goals that I'm typically always going after within a five-year period. Now I get older, I've kind of condensed them into three-year periods, but I, and I use it all the time. Like I'll, I'll use it in conversations all the time. I'm constantly repeating it. If anybody asks me like, what, what, am, what am I on? I know what the three things are, period. I know I'll achieve them because I have a 30-year track record of doing that because I have a system. And my system is, A, don't try to aim for 10 rabbits. It's hard to corral 10 rabbits, but I can corral three. Okay? So I try to keep my targets in front of me that they're real, you know, they're, they're, they're a massive stretch, but they're kind of realistic. I know I'm going to use partnering as my method. Okay, that's my cheat sheet. I know I'm going to pair up, you know, and, and Dan Sullivan wrote a book very similar. It's, it's, it's who. It's never what you need. It's always who you need. And, and, that, and that's so true. So that's kind of always my, my system is I'm, I'm focused on three things. I write them down every single day. So first thing in the morning in my journal, I write down those three things. I write down why I'm motivated by those three things. Like, what's the payoff? So I'm already jazzed on them. And I'm looking at them every single day. And I'm like a laser on those three things. Because I know those three things are going to knock down 10 other dominoes. Like, they're going to have massive domino, you know, uh, effect. The example would be, here would be one example. Speaking, you know, going to an event and speaking, that's fine. Okay, you get paid 5000 let's say $10,000, dollars but for me to get to travel, to go to, you know, somewhere, leave my family for three days, to make five grand, to hang out in a hotel room, to speak one hour, totally disrupts my life. Mm. Doesn't interest me. Breaks up my weight, my, my lifting routine, breaks up hanging out with my buddies. It doesn't interest me. But what does interest me is owning an entire event and let me bring all the speakers in and let me make the king's ransom. I'll take the risk, but let me own the whole thing. And that's when I started the weekend MBA. And this year, I mean, I had DJ White Shadow, Lady Gaga's producer. I had Bradley. I had, you know, Peter Taunton who started Snap Fitness. I mean, you name them, I had them all. How does a guy like me, you know, living in Charlottesville, Virginia, pull that off? Well, I use partnerships to do it. And then, it, you know, so now an event like that's a multi-million dollar event. So I don't get paid five or 10 grand half a million dollars, you know, for, to do that. And so it's just how my brain works, but that was one of the big three that was big. 
But then to pull off that, I had, there's minimal steps between there. Okay. I knew I had to get certain people on my podcast because I needed the one plus one. I needed the partner. I needed a few people. So I would specifically pick people on my podcast that maybe would be great guests, great speakers that I'd have a relationship with. And, and so I kind of strategized, you know, how I would do it. And then, you know, we did the weekend MBA in Miami and it was massively successful. And, and, um, Next year, we're doing it in Orlando, Gaylord Hotel, same place as, you know, funnel hacking. So, you know, you know, I, I set those big goals, but they're, I know they're doable because I have a method of doing them, partnering, break them into pieces, you know, knock off a few pieces. And then eventually, you know, you know how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Absolutely. I love the overall, you know, the partnering mentality, I think is always great too, especially when you want to do multiple things at a really high level, you know, it's nothing wrong with owning a slice of a watermelon instead of hundred percent of a grape or a raisin. Right. And so uh, this is what I tell people. I say, I'd rather have 50% of a lot than hundred percent of a little. Yeah, that's right. Because my partnerships are generally 50, 50. It's the easiest math. Yep. Now, you know, so it's to me as if we split profit, a lot of times I'll own more of an equity position. That way we're not getting into fighting over buying stuff. So, but I'll always do 50, 50 on profit. Mm. So a lot of times I'll typically do where I get 51%, <laughs> but I always do a 50, 50 on profit. Makes sense. It Makes total sense. sense. That way there's never an argument over, you know, over things and, and, you know, you, you adjust them a little bit like James's situation. I, he gets a little bit more because he manages every bit of it day to day where I have other companies where I'm more involved. Sure. And so, you know, typically I'll start out with, okay, you get a management, you get a fee, no matter what, like yep. James gets, and then we'll split the profit after that. So, you know, I'll make, you know, whatever I, I feel like if you're, if you got really good people, the money will take care of itself. I cannot explain it, but it, you, you surround yourself with sharp people and you help them get what they want. I get, I, my desk on a Friday will have so many different checks on it from different companies and that I, and I, you know, and I always tell my guys, when you write yourself a check, they all manage their own bank accounts. Now I have a CPA in the office that is always peeking in at everything and keeps me apprised of everything, but I, they all have check writing privileges. Okay. Talk, talk about that for a quick second, I think, right? Because some yeah. people might see the end result of the multiple checks on your desk yeah. every Friday, but, but talk about the mindset and the mentality and the timeline for getting to that level. Yeah. I mean, once you start profiting, this is what I tell my partners is, is that you're going to manage your bank account. Okay. Now, obviously you're doing it through my, my man, my financial staff, but they can go in there and go, I, you know, I need a check for whatever, or whatever it is. There's kind of an honor system. They're not going to get very far. And, and I'm always going to get a text. Hey, are you sure about this? Especially if it's new in the beginning of something, but I want them to feel like they own their own company. Right. And if they, if I, if they got to run everything through me, they don't feel like they own it. They feel like they're an employee. Yep. So you have to give them a degree of autonomy. You, you just do, because you got to think of what you're trying to create five years from now. I want that person to be running the company. I don't want to be running a company with that person. Yep. I want to get it off the ground because I'm excited about it. Cause I think there's a need for it. Cause I think it's a really has great synergy, maybe with an existing company. I have something of that nature, but the last thing I want to do is be running that company. So to do that, I need to give him a tr- or them a level of autonomy. And the easiest way to give a person trust is to let them control the checkbook. 
And so, you know, I always say it's, it's really simple. When you write yourself a check, make sure mine matches. That's the simple thing I always say to them. I love that. When you write yourself a check, just make sure mine matches. Don't write a, don't you dare write a check unless you're ready to write one to me. That's brilliant. That's great. Are you interested in boosting your income by an extra $50,000 this year? If so, you're going to love what I've got in store for you. I am beyond excited to officially announce an incredible opportunity to join me in my exclusive mastermind, which will include myself and 25 other hand-selected investors who are actively pursuing commercial real estate in 2024 and want to be held accountable to making sure they buy their first or their next commercial real estate investment property that will net them a minimum of $50,000 a year. This mastermind group will not only teach you how to do that, how to find, how to analyze, how to structure and buy these types of commercial real estate investment properties, but you'll also have an opportunity to be a part of an intimate group of high achievers that are going to take your network and your resources to a whole nother level. But here's the catch. Like I mentioned before, this is exclusive. We're only selecting 25 ambitious individuals for our founding members group who are serious and ready to take that next step in their commercial real estate investing journey. So if you are ready to increase your passive income by at least $50,000 in the next year with commercial real estate investing, then this is your moment. These spaces are gonna fill up fast and trust me, this is the one and only time to be a founding member, which comes with some pretty special benefits. So head over to myfirst50k.com and submit your application now. Again, that's myfirst50k.com. You can head over there, check out the program, see everything that it entails, submit your application to join, and I can't wait to connect with you soon. Now, talk, talk about this. What I, what I see in peak performers and, you know, really successful people, it's this, it's tight roping and balancing act between having a really strong amount of confidence that, you know, sometimes can be bordering on, yeah. on cockiness, but it really is, it's, it's confidence. And then there's this, also this level of humility and this ability to connect with people. What do you feel like some of your superpowers and strengths are that, you know, maybe are one only unique to you or two that other people could foster and develop in themselves if they put the time and the discipline and the energy into it. I mean, at the end of the day, people bet on people that believe in themselves. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, why do we like, you know, tremendous athletes? Have you ever met a great athlete that wasn't confident? Right. Did, was, did Tiger Woods come across Meek, Jack Nicholas? I mean, none of them. I mean, you can go all the way down, Brad, you know, I mean, you know, Tom Brady and Steph Curry and all greatness has confidence. Okay. I mean, it just does, but generally in life, you have to work with other people. I always say Steve jobs is the only one that got away with being an asshole. Hmm. Right. He, he did the rest of us, you know, and he also got fired from his own company. You know, so, so the rest of us have to kind of play nice. And I just found likability and being trustworthy is a really nice dynamic duo of people skills. Mm. So I'm, I'm confident, but the fact that I'm admitting I need partners also shows humility. Yeah. Cause I tell them like James and whoever it may be when I'm, I go, I can't do what it is you do. Like you blow me. And I let them know that I know I can't do it. I don't even try to do it. And, and I'm fascinated by what they do. And so I, I have no problem saying I'm wrong. You're right. You're better. I can do all that stuff. Now in the areas where I'm good, I know I'm good. 
and they know I'm good or they wouldn't have partnered with me. So I don't have to beat the drum that much. I got to maybe sometimes beat it a little bit in the beginning to get them to do the big leap. But once we do that, you know, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, if you're doing it right, everybody will know. Yeah. They, they just know. Well, I love how much value you find a way to pack into every conversation, into every event. Uh, for those that want to check out the weekend MBA, we didn't really even get a chance to scratch yeah. the surface on that, but we'll be sure to link all of that up on the show yeah. notes um, on Sean Castrina's episode real quick, Sean, what is at the weekend MBA for those that are like, okay, I like what this dude's saying. I like his energy. I like some of the speakers he's thrown out there. You know, what can they expect at that event next year? Yeah. And if you go to seancastrina.com, I give you a free book, but if you go to that and you get the free book, you'll naturally get invited to the weekend MBA. So it's the easiest way to get two for one. And you you get like a free coach once a month. I do a massive coaching call that's free anyway, where I take a subject like partnering and I, and I'll teach on it and you get to ask me questions. So if you go to seancastrina.com, you can't lose, you get a book, you get a free coaching and you'll get invited to the weekend MBA. You'll probably get a discount, but the weekend MBA is my, I just felt like that a lot of entrepreneurs feel like they either didn't go to business school and they're missing out. I never went to business school. Okay. I don't think that's necessary. Yep. I do think there are some things you better know. You better know how to attract customers. You better know how to do like what I talked about partnering. You better know how to attract talent. Okay. You better know how to manage money. Okay. There's things you need to learn how to do. You better know how to scale. There's a lot of ways to scale your company. Maybe it's franchising and, and there's a lot of ways, but there's certain things you got to know. So I, I, it's funny. I was having this conversation with Brad Lee and, and we were like, People just, you know, it's too much hype. Like not everything's hype, not everything's mindset, not everything is sales. I mean, there are granular parts of business that you have to be able to do. Example, I want to scale my company. Do do I use franchising to do it? Do I use affiliates? Do I, I mean, there's a lot of ways to achieve growth. So I I just said, what, what if we, man, what if I created an event and over two days, I brought in the active entrepreneurs, not guys who wrote a book 10 years ago. Guys that are doing it today, like can teach you how to exit your company, teach you how to get venture capital, um, teach you how to take your product and sell it in a box store. Uh, you know, all that. What if I could get active people doing it and teach you those type of things? So that was the weekend MBA concept. Two days. And I and it's I, as I tell people, it's like drinking from a fire hose. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's game on. Um, you know, it's yeah, I, I love motivation, but motivation is kind of like um it, it's you know, it's like cotton candy. It's a quick high. At the end of the day, you better get some protein if you want to build some muscle. And I'm like, at the weekend NBA, we're building muscle. So, you know, when you have like Peter Taunton there, who, you know, 6,020 um, Snap Fitness franchises, and he's going step by step how he built it and how he exited it. Like, you don't get that anywhere. You don't get that at 10X. You get a lot of motivational. I think and 10X is a great conference. I'm not criticizing him, but when you don't have, I mean, a guy who, you know, who just exited, you know, darn near a billion dollar company and telling you step by step, you know, how he did it, you know, how DJ White Shadow, you know, partners with Lady Gaga and, you know, how that happens and, and how, you know, and now he owns the graduate hotels, you know, his aunt, you know, he slipped into entrepreneurship. He owns, you know, piece of the graduate hotels and like 90 restaurants. And so when you hear people do it, 
you know, I, I want to, you know, I, I just wanted some protein. I wanted an event where people could actually come and learn. And when they left, they felt like, Hey, I learned something that has prevented me from going to the next level. Now I know what I, I was missing that. I want people to come going. I feel like I, I'm, there's something I'm missing. I'm always feeling like there's something I'm missing. And, and at the end of it, they go, wow, that I, I got it. Like I got, I, I see what I was missing. I got it, you know, and, and if you have speakers over two days that at the level that we have, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's a very, um, very good event. Well, we'll be sure to link all of that up uh, in the show notes and guys be sure to check out Sean Castrina 10 minute entrepreneur. It's a phenomenal show, all bite size. If you enjoyed what you heard here today, you'll definitely enjoy the podcast. So Sean, I really appreciate uh, you jumping on the show today. If anybody wants to learn more about you, your content, you know, we've talked about a couple of the different mediums that you are putting consistent value on, but where is the best place for them to go? Just go to seancastrina.com and you can find me on Instagram. Sean, appreciate it, brother. All right. Thank you. Well, that wraps up this week's episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that interview. And if you did, all I ask is that you share it with somebody else who maybe needs to hear this today or that could gain some value from something that was talked about or discussed in today's interview. You just never know one piece of information, a conversation, a tool, a resource can completely transform and change the trajectory of someone's life or their business. So if you get any kind of value or you wanna support the show, all we ask is that you help us organically get this in front of more people. Also, for those of you who are really looking to accelerate your wealth building journey and unlock more financial freedom, get more time back and just level up your life, your business, your finances, be sure to head over to therichlifeacademy.com to check out all the amazing products and resources that we offer to our Millionaire Mindcast family, whether that's one-on-one coaching with me, courses from our guests, all kinds of free content, downloads, checklists, upcoming event info and how you can connect with us live in person, all kinds of great valuable tools you can get that over at therichlifeacademy.com. Last but not least, I always wanna know, who do you guys wanna hear me interview next? Let me know, shoot me a text at 844-447-1555. With that being said, until next time, keep investing in yourself and your wealth on your March to a million and beyond. Cheers, my friend.